Hello, and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts, talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Matt Curtis, pastor of Decision Life Church in Wairika, California. And I'm Kevin Sheehan, associate pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hey, we're back. It's Matt and Kevin for another episode. We're getting close to our 50th episode. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy that we've done this 50 times and that there are still yeah. people listening. Yeah. I, I can't believe we haven't run out of things to say yet. I'm not shocked that we, <laughs> that the two of us have not. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to, this is going to be the first in a three-part series, a three-podcast episode series on how to make the most of corporate worship. Not quite sure how to, how to title this one exactly, how to worship well, how to prepare for Sunday morning, wh- whatever Worshiping it might be. Worshiping well, yeah. But I uh, want to just kind of talk through some things about how to get, the, again, get the most out of corporate worship. So in part one today, we're going to talk about how to prepare for Sunday morning worship. Or, I mean, I say Sunday morning because that's what most of us when most of us do it, whether you're but Saturday, whenever your Saturday is, evening or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but before the gathered corporate worship service, um, how to, how to prepare for that. And part two, we'll talk about during, and then part three, after you've left the building and gone home, how do you continue to get the most out of corporate worship even after you've left? Yeah. So that being said, Matt, it's Friday. Yeah. Worship is 48 hours away. How do I begin to prepare to worship well when I gather with God's people? Well, I think one, like really, I mean, this might seem obvious, but I think it's a neglected practice is if you, if you know what this passage is going to be the next week and in my church, like I'm just walking through a book of the Bible so they can at least have an educated guess at what I'm going to be in next, uh, read the passage before you go and think about it and pray over it and go, okay, God, what do you have to say? Make your own observations about the text. And that's good for a couple of reasons. It's good because like it primes your heart for what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you uh, on Sunday morning. It's good from like accountability standpoint uh, for your pastor that you know what the text is and what it means. And maybe not in the same way that like he does, but I, or, but I do think having a prepared read it in advance and hearing uh, what, uh, what the Lord wants to say is important. And in fact, if you don't know what the text is, your pastor is going to be preaching email the office or call the office or if you have or text him and go what what's your text this weekend i promise that won't bother your pastor he'll be psyched that you that you're wanting to get ready and if it does bother him then that's a problem then him. go to a different church <laughs> like like yeah i mean well, Kevin, I, had I, someone... I imagine you'd be thrilled if someone said hey what's your text this weekend well yeah so so what we do uh is we send the bulletin out in an email on friday just in a pdf as an attachment, right? Yeah. Um, so people can look at it in advance. It's and we started idea. doing that with COVID because people were worshiping from home, like on yeah. Zoom. And so that was how we got the bulletin to them. Yeah. But I think we're going to continue to do that in perpetuity, I suppose, uh, yeah. just because people can do just this. They can look at the bulletin. For one, they have all the announcements and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but also so that they can look through the worship service in advance of this worship service. And see what's coming up. I mean, whether they want to read through the uh, call to worship or the confession of faith or the sermon passage, whatever it is. I did have someone kind of recently just remark 
And she said, you know, I get so much more out of the sermons when I've read them, read, like read the passage in advance. They're like yeah. just what we're talking about, which, which in some ways is sort of like a, well, duh. But in other ways, it's like, it, it, it's God honoring the reading of his yeah. word. Yeah. And so, I, and she meant it as like a, in, in that sense, like in, in God's, yeah. God's faithful in that he blesses um, the reading of his word. Yeah. Well, and I would just say, like, I had a similar sort of epiphany when I was a freshman in college where I got so much more out of the lecture when I read the assigned reading. <laughs> like, right. it was like, right. oh, I know what the professor's talking about. And the ideas he's referencing, I have some idea about. So, right. again, it's one of those things that's, like, super obvious, but it can have a profound impact. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. by all means, read the passage. If you don't know what the passage is, send your pastor a text and ask him. I promise he he won't be mad. And that's probably like the number one thing I would say, wouldn't you? Well, we said it first, so it's literally the number one. Well, (laughs) smart guy. In terms of priority, I think that might be the most that might be the most influential in terms of uh, making your Sunday morning more fruitful. Yeah, yeah. Is is just doing that. Now, recently, we've been going like really, really slowly through the book of Colossians. You have, but I'm here for it. Dude, it's been so good. So literally reading the passage might mean reading two verses. (laughs) So uh, it's not like going through Genesis, we're doing a chapter at a time. That takes a little more. If you want to read the whole book to get yourself a sense of the the flow of the book before Sunday, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, like, by all means... We encourage Bible reading here on Matt and Kevin Talk Church. <laughs> yes, we do. We we we, we are for it. So any, any and all forms. So if you're in Kevin's church and you want to read the entire letter to the Colossians before Sunday, and you feel like you need permission for that, um, consider it granted. I guess <laughs> right. is what I would say. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's maybe the number one thing. Second thing, I would say the second most important thing. Well, I don't know. I probably shouldn't go with importance because that's just that gets us into dangerous territory. We'll just say the second thing: pray, the pray condition for your of your heart has a lot to do with what's most important in right, terms right. of getting so, ready. So pray, so, for, pray for your leaders. Yeah. Okay. So not just your pastor, um, the musicians, uh, Sunday school teachers. I mean, anybody that's in any sort of leadership position um, or who will be involved in some way in the. Um, sort of the, the functional aspect of the worship service could be the sound guys. It could, I mean, you know, just, does anybody kind of plays a role in that sense? Now, again, everyone plays a role, right? Congregation comes, you play a role. Now we'll kind of get to that later in terms of what that looks like. That's a future episode. Um, so stay tuned. That's part two. So, but, but pray for your leaders, be in, be in prayer for your pastors. Uh, I used to go to church with a gentleman who would always text uh, well, it probably used to be something different in the old days, but when I knew him, it was he'd always text whoever was preaching, just like a verse or kind of a word of encouragement, like Saturday night. Um, mm. And that was just a really cool thing, right? What a cool I, ministry. I, I really yeah. appreciate that he's actually passed away now, but he's present with the Lord, but absent from the body. Yeah. So, yeah, pray for your leadership. Do that at some point, Saturday or throughout the week. But that will yep. not only not only, not only will that have an effect on how they lead the worship, uh, but it'll also start to orient your heart towards worship. Agreed. 
the, the next thing we'd say is we would say, uh, examine yourself. And I would just say that like, uh, this part will, I think in some ways be more fruitful if you've read the passage in yeah. terms of bringing, in terms of bringing the truth of that passage or the admonishment of that passage or the encouragement of that passage to bear onto your heart. Um, but by, but you should at minimum go, okay, Lord, what do you want to say to me uh, this coming week? And would you show me areas of repentance or of obedience or whatever that you want me to walk in as I examine your word? Would you, would right. you allow your word to examine me and reveal me? I think right. would be a good thing to, to do. I try not to get too Presbyterian on the podcast. It's all right. I mean, no, I, they, no, they I introduced myself. See the robe you're wearing, to be fair. But like, <laughs> no. it's, it's, no, I, I introduced know. myself as such at the beginning, but I try not to yeah. get too deep into that. Uh, yeah. I'm going I'm to read from the Westminster Larger Catechism here. And the question is question 171 How are they that receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper to prepare themselves before they come unto it? So, this is speaking specifically to preparation for communion, right? For receiving right. the sacrament. But I think this would hold true for just really any worship service. And the answer is by examining themselves of their being in Christ, of their sins and wants, of the truth and measure of their knowledge, faith, repentance, mm -hmm. love to God and the brethren, charity to all men, forgiving those that have done them wrong, of their desires after Christ and of their new obedience, and by renewing the exercise of these graces by serious meditation and fervent prayer. Again, that's kind of a mouthful. And it says a lot of the things that, that you already said. Um, but again, this is where we get this idea of examine yourself. Like take some time to be introspective. And where am I really uh, in my faith? And where is my walk with the Lord? Yeah. How am I walking in knowledge, faith, repentance, love to God and the brethren, charity at all? Yeah. How am I doing in terms of forgiving those who have done wrong? Yeah. How much am I desiring after Christ? How is my obedience doing? How am I exercising these graces? So, I mean, basically it's just a call to reflection. Yeah. Take yeah. some time to do that um, and allow the Holy Spirit to examine you uh, and, and, and allow him to meet you there. Yep. Agreed. I, the only thing I would say is take some time to do that, but don't live there. Um, because the text is a book about primarily about God, not primarily about you. And I think sometimes in our rush to get to application, we miss what God wants to say about himself. Um, but, but absolutely, self-examination is a part of getting ready to hear from him on Sunday or Saturday or whenever you do it. Yeah. Right. Well, and kind of part of that then is, is the next one, which is expect to hear from the Lord. Like have, have expectations that, that he will speak to you in some form or another. It might be like audibly from the words of the preacher. Right. Might be in song or during a prayer or, I mean, right. you know, whatever, but, but have some expectation that, that the Lord will hear you and will then speak to you and will respond in some yeah. way. Yeah. My dad said something like that on when we had him on to talk about preaching yeah. and just the importance of the expectation of no matter who's doing the teaching on Sunday, whether you like that person or not, whether that person offended you recently or not. Um, if you go expecting to hear from the Lord, um, you, I mean, chances are you will. Um, and so uh, the, who, who is speaking is always the Lord. And the person up there is just the vehicle of it. You know, when I was on a multi-staff church, 
people would come in, people would call and want to know who was teaching because that was sort of their way of deciding whether or not they were going to be there or not. <laughs> right. And like, so if Matt's teaching, we're skipping, but, but, but it was, <laughs> but our standard answer was the Lord. That's who will be speaking. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Through yeah. his, through his, through his chosen instrument. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great, who will be speaking. That's a great response. Yeah. 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 So next time, the office manager here wants to know who's preaching on Sunday. That's, that's what I'll say. And she, <laughs> you absolutely she, should. She's trying to just type in like, you know, the bulletin information. Like, you, you absolutely, you absolutely no, should. Debbie, the, the, the Lord is preaching. The, the Lord through his chosen instrument. That's who will be speaking. <laughs> and then she'll just go ask Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But if you're doing all these things, like if you're reading right. the sermon passage in advance, spending some time in the word, if you're praying for leaders of your church and whoever's involved in leading worship, if you're examining yourself, the Lord's going to honor that and speak to yep. you in some way. Yep. I mean, again, like steps one, two, and three there, not that this is, you know, do this and you'll get this. This isn't, we're not trying to be super prescriptive or, you know, uh, whatnot, And what but, order you do it in doesn't matter yeah, so much. This or, isn't, yeah. this isn't uh some sort of magic formula, yeah. but, but if you're doing yeah. those things, uh, the Lord will honor that and, and he'll speak to you in some way. For sure. Well, that seems like a good place to take our break, uh, grab the beverage of your choice, or maybe take a moment to read the passage for this upcoming Sunday and pray. You can hit pause and we'll be right back with more of Matt and Kevin talk church. Hey, welcome back to Matt and Kevin talk church. This is Matt and Kevin. We're still here. We're still talking church. We're talking about how to prepare for your corporate worship service, whether that's Sunday morning or whenever that is, and what are the things that you can do to make more of that time. So in the first half, we talked about reading the sermon passage, praying for your leaders, spending some time in self-reflection, examining yourself before the Lord, and being expectant on the Lord to, for him to honor that and answer you in that. Second half of the show, I want to do some things that are a little more kind of practical, it may not sound quite as spiritual, I suppose, yeah. but they're a little more nuts and bolts. The first one is simply this. Make a decision. Make up in your mind that you're going to be there. Like, yeah. put it on the calendar. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Now, hopefully for, for many of our listeners, like, they don't need to put it on the calendar. Like, that's just a given. Like, I hope that's the case. Yeah. That's just Sunday morning. That's where we are. Hands down. Right. Uh, no qualifications, no exceptions, you know, unless we're sick or whatever. Right. But, but for some people, like I know, uh, we all know how it is. If things don't get put on the calendar, they're probably not going to happen. If we're trying to decide over the breakfast table, what we're going to do that day. It's uh, easier to stay in your pajamas. It's, it's usually too yeah. late. <laughs> yep. So make a decision that that's where you're going to be and make that decision well before Sunday. Yep. Prioritize it. Yep. And then, of course, if you're if you're going to decide to go on Sunday morning or Saturday night or whenever it is, um, you're going to need to be wise in how you spend Saturday night or Friday, you know, or or Saturday leading up to it. Um, if you're out super late on Saturday night, um, you're not going to get as much out of it at, on Sunday morning. You're just not. And so, I think being mindful of how you're spending your time leading up to the service is going to have an impact in how much you get out of it. Right, and part of that is like. Again, don't mean to sound so simple and non-spiritual, but get a good night's sleep. We all function better. We've had a good night's sleep. Sleep is a gift from the Lord. It really is. Like, I know it's the weekend and it's like, ah, here's your chance to stay up a little later or whatever. But right. 
again, part of this has to come down to prioritizing yeah. worship and worshiping with the people of God, not just in your jammies on the couch online. Right. But if that's a priority, then that should overrule some of the plans you may have otherwise had for Saturday evening. Yep. A hundred percent. And then, and then I guess kind of the last one, I mean, I guess the second half is super short, but do your level best to get there on time. I, I had a woman in one in, in a church that I was um, an associate pastor of. So this is going back a long ways. Um, but uh, she said that she felt that she should get 15 minutes for every one of her children. So if you've got three kids, you can be 40 minutes late to the summer, you know, you know, 40, like that was sort of her, like the math that she had worked out. And I just remember thinking, or you just plan accordingly. Listen, and I didn't have kids then. So I didn't like necessarily appreciate the challenge of getting out the door with small children. And if you're listening to this and you're a parent, I get it. It is hard to get out the door with small children. It is, especially like if you're like Kevin's wife or my wife, when we're already there and have been there for an hour and you're like, and you're doing that on your own, like that can be um, like, that can be a, a challenge, but, I, but, but it can be done. People do manage to get, to get there on time with children and with elderly parents that they're bringing and all of it. Like it really can be done with. Well, a little bit of, and people manage to get on time for like everything else in their life. Right. I, I doubt right. they're running late to school every single day. Or to yeah. the soccer game, every soccer game. Yeah. I mean, you know how long it takes to get there. Yes, sometimes things happen. Um, but right. but here's, here's the deal with that. It's not just, I mean, maybe part of it is just our personalities and we value punctuality more than other people or yeah. part of that's cultural. Yep. Um, like this is, that's not going to be looked upon the same way in other, in other cultures, certainly. But, right. uh, but, but here's why I think that's important. Getting there early, and I don't just mean on time, I mean early, five or 10 minutes, gives you a lot more opportunity to get settled in and get your heart prepared to worship. Yep. More on like, this later. Again, yeah. we, all, we all know what it's like to rush into something late, whether it's a meeting at work, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, got caught in traffic and you're just rushing to get somewhere and you're supposed to get there and then, and then do something, right? And then you, you just, you're just a little bit frazzled for a while that's not a good mindset for entering into corporate worship. So I think it just, it behooves you to just to get there early and have some time to settle in, get calm, get settled, um, quiet yourself before the Lord, before you just jump right in or, or you walk in and we're already, you know, in the first song or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So I, mean, I think there's tremendous value in just getting there early. Um, you know, we do a prelude, uh, before the worship service begins, or or really that begins the worship service, it's just a wonderful time. I think people that that miss that miss out. Yeah, and it affects, I believe, uh, the quality uh, of of their worship and their ability to really engage. So, again, 100%. these are just sort of nuts and bolts things that may sound a little bit um, obvious. It, yeah. yeah, I don't mean to sound like condescending and do like. Yeah you know, like kind of nagging, like a, you know, parent to my six-year-old, but it's like, make the decision to be there. Yeah. I just decide that that's what, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, be wise leading up to that. If you got to run errands Saturday so that you're all set for Sunday and we ever talk about the Sabbath, which we'll probably do at some point. Yeah. Again, if you're trying to take Sunday as a Sabbath, as the Lord's day, then that changes your Saturday, right? In terms of what you're going to have to get done on Saturday. 
Yep. And it might mean you might not be able, you know, catch the sports ball game on TV on Saturday because you have things you got to get done. Um, but it's because you prioritize that you're going to worship with God's people. Get a good night's sleep. Get out the door on time. It will make a difference in how you're able to worship. It absolutely will. And how you're able to commune with God's people. Because it's not just worshiping the Lord, but it's also being with his people. Part of yep. gathering together is to encourage one another as we worship together with one voice. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Right. Well, you've been listening to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. We hope that what you've heard has been helpful and edifying. If you have questions or you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or, to discuss or whatever, uh, you can email us at mattandkevintalkchurch at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at MKTC. And so with that being said, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. And we've been talking church and how to prepare for Sunday morning worship. Be warm and be fed. Mm-hmm.